You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Johnson, and I can't believe that 2024 marks 10 years of podcasting. Over the last decade, I have had the pleasure of talking with hundreds upon hundreds of passionate outdoors men and women who share the same excitement for hunting as I do. Whether you hunt public lands or private property, shoot traditional archery equipment or high-powered rifles, we all have one thing in common. And that's our love for the great outdoors. This year, I plan on continuing that tradition and bringing educational and entertaining content to your ears. Thank you for your continued support, and I hope you all have the best seasons of your life. Good vibes in, good vibes out. Here we go. This is episode number one of the No Foreplay series, and I I mentioned it a little later in uh, in this podcast, but I want to give you an idea of what I'm trying to accomplish here. Um, The regular episodes of the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast are still going to happen. However, the this no foreplay series is exactly what you think there is no foreplay there's no bs session at the beginning of the episode there's no introduction um this episode is a little different because i'm just trying to get my bearings shifted over to this shorter uh the shorter content but uh here is what it's going to we're going to pick a topic we're going to dive extremely deep into it that's all we're going to talk about and then we're going to be done right so on today's episode i believe we talk about rules and regulations we talk about um, a little bit about poaching we talk about sunday hunting in pennsylvania which is an absolutely huge topic and so it's, it's more rules and regulation focused and, and our guest today is jeremy dinsmore from the antler up podcast and so i'm going to do the commercials now which is i'm not going to do a commercial i mean i'm going to do a, I'm just, here's what i'm going to do Here are some brands I think you should check out. Tethered, Wasp, Vortex Optics, Code Blue Sense, Woodman's Pal, Huntworth, and Full Sneak Gear. Please go out and support the companies that support this podcast. I would appreciate it. Go to iTunes, leave a five-star review. Um, Follow me on Instagram. Share all of this stuff with your friends. Go check out the Sportsman's Empire YouTube channel where you can can watch the audio and the video of this episode. Uh, and other than that, let's get right into today's episode. Three, two, one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I believe this is the second episode uh, of 2024 and the very first installment of a series that I'm titling No Foreplay. Uh, 
These are going to be very short, uh, very to the point podcasts where we take a, a topic and we just beat it down to the ground uh, in about 10 minutes. That's the goal. These are supposed to be short. These are supposed to be quickies if you uh, catch my drift. But I, I can't, I can't, I cannot go quick on this one right? At least this introduction, because dude, you had a little bit of a life-changing event. Yeah. I should introduce you. This is Jeremy Dinsmore. He is the host of the Antler Up uh, podcast here on the Sportsman's Empire, and he does an excellent job. So if, if you are looking for really, really good content to go more podcasts to go listen to, definitely go check out Jeremy's on the Antler Up uh, podcast. But, um, Jeremy, thank you for making time to do this today, but also congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so anybody that is followed along or have has been listening to anything I've done recently, I did one with Ricky over on uh, uh, with the Range podcast. We, we did a shiny new object uh, piece, and I talked about some weightlifting equipment, my bow, obviously. I said, because my new shiny object is not here yet at the time of recording. But at the time of recording here, we are just shy of 48 hours, my wife and I being home with a newborn, uh, little Carly May. So another girl, so girl dad, which is, uh, man, it's okay by me. But yeah, yeah so it's it's a, it's been a journey so far to the last 48 hours. Yeah, you sent me a picture and I'll say, dude, she's adorable. She's adorable. Uh, thanks, uh, and so I'm very happy for you and your wife. Uh, tell your wife thank you for uh, giving you time with a newborn <laughs> upstairs to go ahead and, uh, and and do this real quick. So we're going to knock this out of the park. And um, here's what I want to talk about. This is what is on my mind going into 2024. Okay, this okay. is this is what I've been thinking about. This is what I've been talking a lot about with other people, uh, not just on the podcast, but you know, phone calls that I, you know, I, I talk with hundreds of hunters every month, and uh, this is what's uh, I'm, I want to try to knock this out between that ten to fifteen minute mark. And the topic for today is rules and regulations. Okay, okay. and and to kind of caveat away from that, but still in the same realm. Uh, wild game violations uh, and, and charges and, and what you think about that. Okay. So we're going to kick it off. And uh, let's see here. 9.07. We're going to start right now. And my first question to you is, are you happy with the rules and regulations of the state that you live in? So obviously coming from the state of Pennsylvania, Dan, there are things that I don't mind. And then there are things that I just, I beat my head up against the wall with. And I'll tell you what, Dan, to kind of even be more blunt about everything. I'm not one of those gigantic, man, I, I need, I need being a host of a podcast, mm -hmm. especially in the outdoors. I do need to probably do a little better job with diving in deeper, truly understanding and, and kind of doing that, which is kind of cool because I plan on doing that here in the future. A former student of mine is now a game warden here in the state of Pennsylvania, which is pretty cool and awesome. Awesome, awesome student was a great athlete. The long story short, Man, the one that, that obviously for me personally, because of being a teacher, is yes, we get three Sundays to hunt, one, two of them being during deer season, one of them being a, a deer, or I'm sorry, a bear on a Sunday during the month of November. But 
man, I, I would love something a little bit more opportunities. And I get certain the tradition and the fight for, for that. But for me personally, man, this is my lifestyle. I love hunting. And, you know, obviously it's family, my work and, and number one, but then it's not far behind that. And this is what I love to do. It's my passion. It's my drive. And man, to be out in the woods and not have to take uh, more sick days, personal days, whatever it is during the school week, uh, it would it would be nice because I don't know how many years over the last decade, Dan, that Saturdays have been absolute miserable, no deer movement, but man, Sundays were, were the best days of, of deer movement or yeah. just the time to be out in the woods. So yeah. that is probably the number one for me personally that uh, just because it impacts me a little bit more. Yeah. So this has been a, a topic of conversation for like decades uh, mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania. And so my question back to you then is what is this all about? Is this about religion or is this about giving the deer or wildlife a break for one day out of the week? What is the, what is the reason why Pennsylvania does not have full Sunday hunting? Oh man, I, I truly don't know that exact answer, but from the more, the more answers I think that I've heard out of everything, out of anything regarding this issue is the kind of farm bureau bureau and Mm -hmm. kind of along those lines. And it's just always been, it's that Sunday of rest type of ordeal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those two have been always are the top of the, the list of what I've heard again. Um, like I said, Dan, I, I, unfortunately it's just, it's like one of those things for me, it's like, I, it's out of my control, and I know uh, the backcountry hunters and anglers, uh, BHA here in Pennsylvania, did a lot of good things for that. The Sunday hunting organization here in Pennsylvania did a lot of things. So, uh, you know, you kind of do your best to support that and kind of be, be a little bit in a know. But, uh, I mean, it made its way into three, like I said. But at the same time, I wish there would be more opportunities. Heck, even if it started that week prior you know that first sunday of of november november would be perfect you know you get two sundays back to back uh it just would it would help out i think a lot of you know hard-working people and put more people in in the in the woods and not necessarily say that's a bad thing but mm-hmm. i think you know it discouraged a lot of people that don't have the time anymore and having a saturday sunday warrior is better than just a saturday warrior right and i would think as a department of natural resources you want more people to buy tags and licenses and i'm sure that there are people out there who do not have the ability to hunt throughout the week just because of their jobs and so they look at this and they go okay well i can only hunt saturdays i can Mm -hmm. only hunt during the weekends well there's only then you know if you can't take any time off during the week that's like one saturday hunt for the entire rut if something you know depending on where that saturday lands in the calendar year and you can go the next week and it's a rifle season uh, and then maybe you already you can only hunt that two day window one time throughout the your entire hunting season. It just seems a, a, a little bit ridiculous to me when there's no real black or white answer to why this. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna hog the microphone for a second, and I'm gonna say that if this was in Iowa, here's what I would do. I would rally as many hunters as humanly possible, whether uh, does, does Pennsylvania have like a, a Pennsylvania bow hunters association or any type of uh, associations like that, that have big voices in, in the state. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, they're they're absolutely. It's like I mentioned earlier, like the backcountry hunters and anglers group is a big one here. Uh, I know I do know there is a bow hunters PA group as well. And then, like I said, the no Sunday uh, like hunt. Uh, Sunday hunting organization, that's a big one. Like they've been really uh, big proponents of it and, and doing things, I think, teaming up with BHA, the chapter here as well. So, I mean, the voices, they're, they're, they're taking it up there. It's just a matter of, you know, finally something happening. Because I look at it like this, and, and I'm, I, I feel blessed to be where I'm at and have the rules and regulations that I have in the state of Iowa. And so when I... When I feel like as, as a hunting community and as uh, a Department of Natural Resources, you should not be restricting any type of access to getting people out in the woods, right? right. And depending on who you talk to, you know, hunting is in a decline or whatever. So why are you continuing, continuously restricting access to something that is in a decline if you, in fact, want right. to, I mean, even financially want to make money from it? Because... Hunting means gas, means more, you know, equipment, gear and equipment. It means uh, food, right? right. The economy right. is just, can, like, it's just another click on the volume button of how you, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Stimulate the economy in, in, right. in, in, a, in a way. And so I would say gather the troops and be very loud in expressing your opinion on this particular this particular instance. So I, I really hope, cause it feels like they've made ground slowly over the last 10 years, right. but it might be worth getting loud again and just being like, Hey, listen, man, this just seems ridiculous at this point. Yeah. Right. And maybe there are people out there who are more religious than me, who have a, uh, an opinion. And that opinion is, Hey, listen, I, I feel that we should r truly honor the, uh, the the day of the Lord and have that day off. Or I truly think, and this this is more of a Department of Natural Resources um, conversation. Do the does the wildlife in fact need a day off? Day off, right? Okay? Like answer those questions for me, right? But then at the end of the day, we are a nation that has its church and its state separated. Right. Mm -hmm. And so all the all the uh, decisions should be made at the state level, not a religious level. Um, I, you know, take take that wherever you want to take it. But I feel like this is you know, this is a democracy. And if it comes to a vote, we need to vote. We need to get it to be a vote. And then we need to rally all the troops to vote. Yes. For Sunday hunting. Right. Right. Yeah. And what's crazy about the Sunday hunting thing, I mean, there's there's only a few states that still do not allow it. I mean, Delaware, I know for sure, just because I've hunted Delaware in the last like three years. Maine is another one. Uh, Massachusetts is, is up there. And I think there's uh, three states allow it on private uh, mm -hmm like only and that is I, I think down south like south carolina north carolina i think virginia as well so like again odd things like even maryland maryland was the first state for me this year that i hunted and part of the state you can hunt on sunday and then the other part 
you can not and uh, that's public i'm talking mainly on private there you can in certain aspects as well so it's it's so wonky and that's why again like you really do need especially if you're going out of state i know we're talking about my yeah. home state here in pa and you were talking about iowa man it is you really sometimes have to dive in deep uh, and, and make sure you are a hundred percent legal on yeah. on what you're doing i'll tell you this man my dumb ass wouldn't would do that I'd travel all the way to Pennsylvania and say, hey, listen, I'm going to hunt this long four-day weekend and then uh, show up and just be like, why is nobody in the woods today? Yeah. And then it would click, and I'd be like, oh, boy. <laughs> you know, like, right. Right. I can't hunt Sunday. So, uh, yeah. Um, we have time for one last really quick um, uh, topic here, and that yep. is – from a rules and regulation standpoint, let's talk about tag allocations. Let's talk about, you know, antler. Rest- I know Pennsylvania has some antler restrictions in certain areas. Are you happy with Pennsylvania's overall rules and regulations? Yeah, with the antler restriction type stuff, 100%. I, I, from growing up as a kid, I'd love to see what I've what you're capable of actually like quote unquote chasing the hunt now. You know what I mean? There, there were times where, uh, I mean, my dad, you look back at some of those old photos and I remember being a four year old or five year old kid looking back and and seeing these old photos of me with my dad and his buck. And it's like a little forker, you know what I mean? And he's all proud, which is still great. I, I mean, there's, I'm not knocking that, but from where the state has grown into, man, it, you look at that and you're like, that's a Pennsylvania deer. No way. I mean, yeah. Nate Sellers, uh, average Jack archery, the buck that he killed this year. I mean, it, that was on, on public land. It was awesome. And I don't care where you hunt public land, private land. It don't matter to me, but at the same time, just to know that's where that deer came from. I mean, mm-hmm. Dan, I'm not a big dude, but his rack fits in between my, my waist. I mean, that's wow. pretty impressive for, for where, where, uh, where he sh- had that opportunity to kill that buck and, Man, I, as far as that goes, I am all for it. And, I mean, like I said, for the most part, they do a good job. I know people disagree, but at the same time, I mean, you follow the rules. You do what you're supposed to do. I mean, the antler restriction stuff has done, I think, wonders for our, our deer herd uh, for sure. Yeah. And then are you happy with the amount of bucks that you can take in a certain year? I wish there would be some sort – like, New York does it. I love – the new york rules you get that uh buck during archery season and you get one during gun season now i not i think that selfish part for me would be like man i would love that opportunity you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. and especially now knowing that i have a newborn here i maybe will be stretching it and the good news is some of these other states that i hunt are right next door uh, as far as the state goes but man it would be really cool to say hey like you have an opportunity to go hunt here fill a, a, a uh, archery only tag because i mean where i've hunted a lot this past year in public i didn't see a lot of people and then i would kind of go back and venture that way during gun season just to see and it was 10 plus cars parked at that parking lot when there wasn't one all october maybe a trickle here and there in early november towards the rut during bow season but then it just explodes during gun season so maybe w- would it sell more hunting licenses too i i don't know like it, it it would be interesting to see what would come out of that but it, uh, I, I doubt i'll ever see that in my lifetime yeah do you feel that the the pressure maybe uh, maybe tag allocation and the pressure from hunting weekends because you know of the the sunday law do you think that uh, 
is one of the problems you hear about, you know, like hunters in Pennsylvania, they talk about high-pressured public land. Do you think mm-hmm. the fact that, that there's certain weekends where only Saturday hunting is allowed adds to the pressure of the state in total? Yeah, I think so. I really do. Yeah. I, re- I really do. I mean, because the, the thing that for me where I live, I have to drive 35 minutes across over a mountain to my school where I go to work, and I cross multiple game lands, and... I mean, it's funny. I mean, you'd be like, yep, no one's there today. And then there's a day where it's like, man, I wish I was in the woods and I would see one truck there. I'm like, okay, maybe they're going to have a good day today. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you just yeah. see that. And yeah. you, so you know, but then there's other times where, again, it'd be like, man, it's a perfect day and there's no trucks there. But again, once gun season rolls around, I mean, it, it, it's like a little, they're giving away, I don't know, TVs or something. <laughs> <laughs> Parking lot. Free, free TVs to all public land hunters. Yeah. It's <laughs> honestly, Dan, it's kind of scary, man. Like I grew up hunting private land with my dad. So like during gun season, I kind of had it made, right? It would, my, it would, I would sit up, I would see a ton of deer. My dad and maybe his buddy would go walk around and I would ha- always have a shot opportunity. Like I, there was a, I couldn't remember to growing up, not shooting a deer uh, for the longest time. And so that was like very nice, you know, lucky, very fortunate, had that opportunity, a good deer herd. And then my first year hunting, uh, was it, it would have been like 18 with the rifle on public where I live now. So not that long ago, actually. And I just remember just being freaked out. I just, I, at this point I already killed a buck. And so I was just kind of pushing for people. I think it was the second week, so I could shoot a doe at that time because you had that first week uh, that you could not only, it was a buck only, which was kind of cool. But then, and then, uh, so it was that second week. I remember walking and just being like, okay, there's an orange. Oh, Mm -hmm. holy cow. That guy could technically shoot that guy if he really, you know what I mean? It was just so, it was so strange. And it kind of really, I, I honestly, it really turned me off a little bit uh, as as far as wanting to get out there and as as far as, as gun season goes yeah I'll, I'll say this that kind of overlaps into a deer drive topic uh mm-hmm. as far as a, a, a law here in iowa you can you can go do deer drive so a group of people they push the timber that you know the guys who post are on the other side the deer flood by them and they shoot them right kind of funneling deer down into an area that's the, the whole thing i can see the tradition in that right yep. and i'm okay with that and i don't want to uh restrict anybody's like restrict any type of hunting from someone if especially if it's they're currently doing it but i've also been sitting on public land with my wife with a shotgun during uh, the shotgun and have had multiple deer drives come to each other right and so now we have this chaos moment where there's guns going off by two groups of people they don't know what the other group is doing and so i would really ask the question is it safe to have deer drives on public land right that's just all i'm saying that's all i'm saying is it safe especially especially when there's i just feel like it's getting harder to get access to ground so everybody goes to public because they want to continue to hunt but nobody communicates with each other so big group here big group here meet in the middle someone's someone has the potential to get hurt really bad if, yeah if I'm not dying so i'm with you on that one yeah and like like i said i don't want to i don't really want to sit here and say hey we need to we need to cancel this type of hunting 
but the the question I have is, is it safe? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, all I'm saying. Well, we did a really great job here on this no foreplay uh, series. I guess that this would be the inaugural. That's the big word. <laughs> That's my big word for today. The inaugural uh, no foreplay series. Jeremy, man, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to do this. And as this series continues, Jeremy is going to be hopping in uh, almost every week for a while, uh, yep. give or take his uh, his new kid scenario. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, man, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to do this. And if you haven't had the opportunity to go listen to the Antler Up podcast, please go do that. It's a really good podcast, man. Thanks, Dan. I really appreciate it and everything and uh, appreciate it.